god. <laughs> Savannah. We're back. We're back. We are here again. And it's again, again. It's really again. It is. Because we've done this before. <laughs> but I'm happy to do it again. Because I actually really love this topic. But we can pretend. Should we pretend it's the first time? Should we pretend? Or are we trying to fake anyone out? There's no world in which I can pretend that I have not had this conversation already. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, So for those of you who don't know, which is anyone outside of Sab and myself, (laughs) we had this conversation a week ago. Was it exactly a week ago? I think it was. I think it was last Monday. I think it was. Because we were tired. Yep. Mondays are are a tired day. (laughs) We were real tired. I think I text Janice every Monday morning. We're like, I don't know if I can do today. <laughs> I just don't think I can do it. Like, same. <laughs> do we have to do this Monday? Do yeah. we have to do the day? Because I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah, well, we made it. We made it. And last week, we did an entire episode that was so good. Mm. There were some really enlightening moments in it. I felt like I made some incredible connections. I felt like you made some incredible connections. It was so much fun. And your girl didn't hit record. (laughs) So (laughs) that's right. (laughs) So we took a week to think about it, to pray about it. And now we're going to do it again. And this time, it's definitely recording. Oh, I see. We can those lines. see those lines, those wavelengths, those... <laughs> I don't know if there's another word. I was gonna uh, wavelengths is way more wavelengths. of a smarter word than I was going to say. Sound, sound waves. <laughs> but yeah, you're married to a sound guy, so that makes sense. I'm married to a sound guy, but sound I still... Guy, should I say? <laughs> sound like, guy. Way more than a sound guy. <laughs> But I still don't know how to hit record properly. And he had to show me again this morning so that we wouldn't have to record this for a third time. Because at that point, I would be like, scrap it. We're not not having this conversation. (laughs) It would sound so scripted. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, we also talked about this. Uh, Yes. So here we are again. But before we start, I have to ask the deep, important questions. Mm -hmm. What are you watching right now? Ooh, it's a very good question. I'm kind of all over the map. I'm watching definitely Ted Lasso. Mm. I'm like religiously watching that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's seen that. It's so such a good show on so many levels. Everyone's seen it. Everyone. Good. Everyone's watching it. It's. I don't know. How, I mean, unless you've seen it, you get it. But it's so funny, heartwarming. It's mm. just like all around a good show. Light yet light. Deep. Yes, light yet deep. Exactly. It's just a, such a good show, and I feel like it just keeps getting better, and I feel like sometimes when you get into it, I think it's the third season. Yeah, which I haven't watched, so no spoilers. I won't say anything. All I'm going to say is I feel like sometimes when you get that far into a show, like you're like, mm, like it's kind of not, like it's kind of going mm-hmm. downhill, but I feel like it's getting better. Mm. So that's cool. So I'm that's watching that. Mm-hmm. And I'm also watching as a recommendation from, from Janice. The F1, I don't even know what it's called. F1 formula. F1 formula. That's it. Oh, really? No, that's not it. (laughs) Wait, isn't it drive to survive? Yes. (laughs) I don't even know what it's called. The F in F1 stands for formula, but I liked the Formula One formula situation that just happened. Obviously, I really, I watch it a lot. We're tired. Um, Yeah, so I'm watching that. I think I'm on season two and I'm getting, I'm getting hooked. Yes. Like, I really want to know what happens to that's, these guys. That's what it does. And then all of a sudden, you're all caught up, and you're watching it 
live on TV. I can't imagine that, but I'm sure I actually will get to that point because it's like happening slowly. I'm like, okay, now I actually like really want to know what happens in season three. Yes. No, this is good. Okay, so the next race, they have like a three-week break, which is really horrible because it's Mm. normally like every other week and then there's some weeks where you have like every week there'll be a race Mm. and then they, they take the summer off. So like all of August, there's like no races. Um, sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> I was feeling that too because I'm full. I yeah. ate a lot of food just right before. We scarfed down dinner. Yeah. We're drinking wine. Here we are. It's wild. Um, and I had that apple cider vinegar drink, oh. which is like fizzy. So I'm like, there's just like no chance no of me chance. not it makes burping. Makes me feel better. It's great. It's really great. Um, oh, there's a three week break right now, so it comes back the weekend. Of my birthday, Ooh. and what better way to celebrate being old than having you come over and watch a race? I would love that, <laughs> and you'll be like ready at that point. Yes, you'll get. I will catch up. You'll mm-hmm. get enough of it. I think three weeks is a good time. I can catch up. Yeah, and look, you don't even have to fully catch up mm-hmm. because it's a it's a sport and it's not a sitcom. That's so true. there's no there's no story. Is I it mean, the same racers? Racers? Yes, <laughs> they're, yes, they're racers. They race cars. They're race car drivers. Is it the same race car drivers? <laughs> it is. Uh, no, yes and no. So it depends because they have contracts. So okay. like their contracts will be for so many years. Right. And um, so they call it, I think it's called silly season, which is right around that like July mark, mm-hmm. August, right around there where the break happens. People start doing all their negotiations for contracts for the following year. So when they come back, you get all the crazy announcements of like, so-and-so's going to what team? Because they they drive for each other. So like right now, like the big Ferrari driver is like Charles Leclerc and he'll... which is just Charles Leclerc, but he's <laughs> French, so it's Charles Leclerc. I was like, ooh, wow, ooh. fancy. You don't is that even... a girl? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so exotic. Uh, but you don't, even, you don't even know about him yet because he's probably, I, I mean, know. I don't even remember when he started in Formula One, but he's been big for the last couple of years. And um, like he could end up, you know, not driving for Ferrari mm. next year or, mm. you know, you don't know. I mean, it That's depends true. on their, their contracts. I'm explaining this terribly, but. No, no, no. I um, think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So you you follow people, you fall in mm-hmm. love with them mm-hmm. and then they'll retire or they'll mm-hmm. they move to teams. a different team and like that may or may not be good for them. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be excited about it, but then like the car just doesn't perform the way yeah. they thought it was going to and. I remember that. Danny That's, Ricardo. I was just about to say. <laughs> My favorite. Danny Ricardo. He's that smile. everyone's favorite. An he's Italian, moved. Australian, like God yeah. bless you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember he moved to a team and it probably wasn't the best move for him. Welcome to the rest of the seasons that you were going to watch with, with Daniel. Uh, I feel like, yeah. That's a that's a fun one to watch. Mm. Yeah, I'm liking it. But other than that, I think I mean I watch Friends all the time. That's oh, yeah. my go to. Oh, but that's so nothing new. comforting. Yeah, love Friends. I love yeah. New Girl. I love New Girl too. But they just moved from Netflix. They're not on what? Netflix anymore. Mm-hmm. As of I think like two days ago. Oh shoot! They're on um, Hulu, maybe. Oh damn! They don't have Hulu, so I cancel my Hulu subscription. Yeah. Worst time to share one, maybe. Yeah, let's split one. Seriously, 
Yeah. Just kidding, Hulu, if you're yeah, listening. Don't, don't listen to us. No one shares we don't it. Share Not at all. Anything. Everyone has their own. You know what? You're in my house enough that you connect to my Wi-Fi enough that mm-hmm. um, it would not even know. No. They would be like, oh, she lives there. It's yeah. <laughs> she li- <laughs> it's fine. And she eats enough dinners there. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> She's there like two or three days a week. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she lives there part-time. Yeah, for sure, Hulu. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm watching. Thanks for asking. I'm going to tell you. What are you watching, Janice? <laughs> <laughs> tell Just me. Kidding. Tell me more. I think I texted you last night. <laughs> I already know. I you literally did. Know. I was like, are you watching any shows right now? I just started a show. But tell us. It's called Ginny and Georgia. Definitely not safe mm-hmm. for children. Don't watch it uh, with kids or anyone who is a conservative Christian because they will be uncomfortable. <laughs> Perfect. But I am my favorite. Loving it. It's like a Ginny and Georgia. So Ginny is the daughter. Georgia's the mom. And there's just a lot of character development happening right now. But it's really funny. It's kind of romantic. Mm. But it's like there's something going on mm. with this with these two, or at least with the mom. She's like a she was a teen mom, and. She's gorgeous and, you know, she, like, mm-hmm. gets everyone with her charm, but there's, like, a lot of power behind that. Oh, yeah. And she's manipulating people, but it's for her family. And there's, mm-hmm. just like, a lot of – they do a really, really good job of messing with your emotions. <laughs> like, a really good job. Like, you fall in love with a character or you're like, oh, that's so cute. Like they like each other or whatever. And you're like so into it. And then all of a sudden that character does something and you're like, oh, what mm-hmm. a douche. Like, no, like don't, that guy sucks. And then like an episode later, you're like, oh, he's mm-hmm. actually not that bad. Like mm-hmm. he didn't mean it that way. And like, you just keep going back and forth. They do it with the friends. Like there's one girl that you're just like the whole time you're like, She's just kind of a crappy friend. Like, she mm-hmm. really does suck. She throws people under the bus. She's super judgy. But then, like, she's also really fun. She yeah. can be super inclusive. And then you find out she has, like, an eating disorder. And you're like, oh, wow. oh now I feel really bad for her. <laughs> yeah. And, like, her parents are fighting all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. she's got a lot going on. But they're not, like, trying to make you feel bad. They're just giving you context. Mm-hmm. And then all of your first judgments you feel really bad about. <laughs> So yeah. Like, <laughs> I just oh. didn't like this girl. I'm like, oh my God, her home life is not great. Like, I yeah. feel so bad now. <laughs> like, that's like a very normal thing, though, in everyday life. Yes. You make your judgments with people don't say it, but they do. They do. And then you get context. Yeah. And you're and like, like, oh. oh. Wow. Then you're like, but they're still kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and then you feel bad. And then you go that back and forth. That is still annoying. Yeah. So I'm loving it. I'm only like four episodes in, but okay. it has two seasons on Netflix. Oh, so that's I'm, so manageable. It's good. The, my, my speed. The thing is the second season just came out. So I'm mm. like, I'm going to finish this guaranteed in like a week or two. And mm. then I'm going to be so sad because I'm going to have to wait a year for another season. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Uh, my favorite it. show, just quickly, I know I need to get to the juicy part <laughs> of the content. <laughs> We're on a time schedule My here. favorite show of all times is Yellowstone. I don't know if have oh, you seen yeah. it. It is so good. I've never been so connected to a show in my whole life. Like I cry, oh I laugh. They're my friends. Oh my gosh, um, I didn't know this. But there's supposed to be a new season because they kind of left you on a cliffhanger last time. Yeah. But now there's like been a whole thing with the main character, Kevin Costner. Oh yeah. 
where he's like not coming back to the show and they're like changing it and they're bringing in Matthew McConaughey to like what? not be him but be a different character and it's gonna be completely different and it's ruined and okay <laughs> I'm not I did gonna watch not, it anymore I'm very sad about it I did not know this so I loved the first season mm-hmm. the second season I was like all right it's all right. And then the third season, I was like, I'm done with the show. I'm not watching it wow. anymore. And I just like fell off. I was just like, wow. I don't like it. That's and crazy. I feel like I need to give it another shot. Maybe. Because I it could have just been that time in my life. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you have to be in the right headspace. I don't know. I loved it. First season was slow for me, but second, third, I was all in. I was all crying. In. I was laughing. I was. Wow. I was there. You were- and I was in Montana with them. And you were- <laughs> These are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm very sad. It's not either. Otherwise, I'd be watching that. Wow, they're changing it. Oh, that's so crazy. When like mm-hmm. a lead, a lead person, lead characters. What am I trying to say? Like a, like the star, main actor, the, main actor. actor. Thank you. Like what is that? <laughs> I was trying to f- remember that word. The star, <laughs> the star of the show. When the star of the show <laughs> is no longer the star, you have to get in Matthew yeah. McConaughey. I mean, he's great, but it's not going to be the same. It's not, but some, suddenly I do want to watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Maybe you'll love it now. Maybe I will. I mean, he's kind of, I don't know, he's annoying too, but. Yeah. He but he's cute. Mm-hmm. Counts for something. Okay, oh. Sad. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. I'm going to tell you a story for the very first time, and wait. you are not going to know anything <laughs> about this story. I can't wait to hear the story. I promise for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. I promise you that I am not going to tell it the same way, because when I started telling you this last time, I realized that I didn't, I hadn't thought through this part of it, like... I knew what had, you know, the experiences that I had had. I knew, like, the journey I had taken. But I hadn't, like, thought through it, like, chronologically on, Mm -hmm. like, how, you know, how this unfolded. And and then it just, like, unfolded. And we just, like, sort of talked about it. And it was great. I can't remember any of that. So I can't either. (laughs) It's going to unfold fresh for me again maybe it'll be 10 times better maybe I feel like it's gonna be 10 times shorter because I'm like I only know like one thing I want to say yeah maybe that's okay (laughs) which is good we're always up for a little short Mm -hmm. little short sesh yeah so I'm gonna tell you a story okay about universal truth Mm -hmm. which is where we started last time (laughs) no I have to stop (laughs) okay a story about universal truth. So while going through this faith journey of mine, so I was I had looked at um, prayer, I looked closely at that and kind of pulled that apart and and found something that sort of worked for me, sort of didn't, uh, this unfolding journey with prayer. Um, and then talked about inherent sinfulness, whether we're inherently sinful or not. That kind of, that took me on, that that one was like a long journey. That took me quite a while. Mm. Um, I thought about it for a long time. Probably people who already had pretty clear answers on that, but for me, it just, it took a long time to get there. Um, And then with that idea of inherent sinfulness, whether or not, you know, we're inherently sinful and what that means for grace and 
all the like knock-on effects of that, I started to question what is really true. If I've been taught that I'm inherently sinful, but now that no longer feels true for me, what is the like capital T truth, like Mm. big truth, not like a true perspective or a true, like the truth, unalterable, unarguable, the truth. And that got a little bit messy Mm. because as I was kind of thinking through, well, you know, what are, what are like my key things that are just like definitely 100% true, could not argue me out of that, you know, thought process or out of that being my, my truth. Um, I thought I was going to have like, you know, 10 to 20 things that I was like, (laughs) this is true. This is true. This is true. And I kind of kept hitting this barrier of for it to be like ultimate truth, universal truth, Mm -hmm. supreme truth, whatever you want to call it, like the highest form of truth. It has to be true across cultures, across time, across gender, across anything. It Mm -hmm. can't, it has to be true in 1695 Great Britain, and it has to be true in 2050 Mexico. Like, it has to be true no matter what, right? Otherwise, how could you call it truth? Yeah. Right? Which narrows it down. Narrows it down (laughs) a lot. So that, that, yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a stumbling of a roadblock. Mm. <laughs> that was definitely a roadblock. I was going to say a stumbling block. <laughs> like this is That's purity different. culture and I'm wearing spaghetti straps, yeah. you know, like, oh my God, it's a stumbling block. <laughs> Look at her. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't that take me back? I oh. was always a stumbling block to my people Universe- at my school. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Universal truth is a girl wearing a skirt two inches too short in front of a whole bunch of boys who are told not to think about yep. sex one bit. Yep, that's it. <laughs> She's a big old stumbling block. <laughs> so um, Before you go on, yeah. you went back to it's a little messy. You said that. I love that. Mm. Yeah? I think it mess is a good thing. It is. Trying to figure out where you're at in all of it. Mm. It's a little messy. Yeah, that's okay. I wonder if sometimes that like deters us because it's messy in an uncomfortable way Mm -hmm. because you have to be willing to examine some things that might not stand up to the scrutiny. Yes, And they might just, the answer to it might just be, well, because that's how we've always done it. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to be good enough. When you're truly analyzing something, you have to kind of decide what your measure is. Mm -hmm. Like, is... Like in the scientific method, you've got like, you know, your baseline or your your um, control group mm-hmm. so that you know the results that you're getting are true results, not just variances yeah. that can happen. So you have to have that control group that's going to be like, you know, your baseline, your zero throughout the whole um, study so that you know what your real numbers are at the end mm-hmm. of it. Um and it's kind of the same with faith, but it's difficult because there's no researcher telling you, what's the baseline for faith? What's yeah. the baseline for religion? What's the control group here that you can measure all of these things you've been taught up against? Mm-hmm. I mean, a good Christian will tell you that the baseline is whatever the Bible says, mm-hmm. but 
that's another discussion yeah. for another <laughs> day. That's my other podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> biblical truths. But I think messy is a good thing, though. Like, that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. It's discovering what we believe is our truth and yeah. figuring out and questioning things. And that's okay. Yes. That's just a little side note. I was like, that's, yes. I like that. I like mess. Well, you hit, yes. And I love that you like mess because mm-hmm. you're friends with me. And my house is not messy, but my <laughs> my head is. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I walked into her house tonight and she was like, my house is a little messy. It's I mean, not. It is, though. There's, there's like, like one on piece the of table. paper on the table. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I like a clean house. <laughs> Because my brain is so messy. Yeah, I need that's something why. to be clean. <laughs> Please, God. Um, yeah, so, well, you actually touch on a good point. So in this, in this idea of, like, universal truth, mm-hmm. it has to be truth across everything. Mm-hmm. Other, otherwise, um, you're saying that it's your perspective of truth. And mm-hmm. I was always taught that, you know, when someone would say something like, well, that's your truth, mm-hmm. that... My, I was taught that that was a bit of a dirty phrase to say mm. because truth is truth. It can't be your truth, my truth. It just is truth. But we talked about this last week. You can see something happen from two different sides. Like let's say you're across the road and we both see a car accident happen. Mm-hmm. From my angle, the car on the right was the one that caused the accident. But from your angle, the car on the left is the one that caused the accident. And we could sit there and argue about it till we're blue in the face. But from our perspectives, we're both right. It's true from those angles. Now, that's not a great example because in reality, there is truthfully a car that hit one of the cars. But in a lot of situations, two things could be true. Mm -hmm. And also competing you know you can feel calm in your current season yet also feel stress Mm -hmm. they can they can both be happening you can feel at peace in your mind but feel stressed about what's going on yeah like it's two things can be true at the same time and that's where my therapist was challenging me as I started this quest for universal truth um I She's probably a little bit wiser than me on on these things. And she challenged me to, you know, to go that path, look for universal truth, but to also find out what is most true to me. And one of the things that she has challenged me with, a question that she'll ask me often, and it's one of my favorite questions, is how will you know? What's the measure? What's the feeling? What's the thing Mm. that's going to happen that you know that what you have found is true? Mm, And most people, if you ask them, how do you know that your religion is true? You say, well, I just know. Mm -hmm. I feel it. I just feel it. And that's so difficult, right? Because... It's so hard. You could say, I, I'm healthy. How do you know? Well, I feel healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, your lab work is saying something else, yeah. you know? Like, but I feel great. But I feel great. <laughs> I don't feel sick. Yeah. But, well, you're not doing well. So it's hard because you can't always trust a feeling. But then when it comes to religion, so much of it mm-hmm. is feelings. Mm-hmm. And you do want to trust that intuition. You do want to trust yourself that this feels like truth. Mm-hmm. So... The moral of the story here is I set out to find un- universal truth and I didn't really find it. 
I found a couple things that I think are universally true. However, from the lens of other religions and other time periods, I don't know if it will hold up. But one thing that I do think is universally true that might not stand up to scrutiny (laughs) is that um, God is is love. Mm -hmm. Whoever God is, they are a loving being because oftentimes when we come into an you know an encounter with god we feel we feel an intense sense of peace or love i know it can be different for everybody they can feel awe fear guilt i mean there's all sorts of different things but i'm thinking of those like really epic moments where something insane has happened a life or death moment or a just something extremely out of the ordinary, not the experience of just like walking into a church or, you know, walking into a museum and having that sense of, wow, some, I feel something is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible, you know, measure as well. But those big moments of like, mm-hmm. I almost drown. I, yeah. you know, all these things that happen, there's an incredible sense of peace. And I know that science has tried to explain that through you know, biological reactions and chemicals released. They're not, haven't quite been able to explain that. And I do like to think that it is because of a closer encounter with God Mm. and because God is love and peace, you feel both of those things in that moment. Yeah, I like that. That's that's one. Um, Got any others? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... remember it's it's hard it's to hard. think of a universal well, it really truth is that like it's across the board across the board it's I think really that God hard. is present mm. I think that God is like, like yeah is with, actually, yeah. with us in some capacity yeah. mm-hmm. and in some way um and we talked about this with the prayer mm-hmm. idea of inviting God into the situation um and using prayer as a way to sort of say, I'm going through this. Would mm-hmm. you join me in mm-hmm. this so I'm not alone? I often feel the comfort of God in those moments. And so that makes me think that he is present. Mm-hmm. We all pray to him in our different ways yeah. because we believe that he hears us yeah, or she or they yeah. or whatever na- pronouns you want to use. We believe that God hears us. So we pray to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we must assume that God is somewhat present, not yeah. completely detached from all of us. Um, and then there's complete silence it's because... crazy, though. When you try to do it mm-hmm. without, without pulling stuff out of the Bible, because that's not going to be relevant mm-hmm. to, to a Buddhist mm-hmm. or, you know... But it's interesting, like... I, th- I told you a little bit, but I was at the DMV today, <laughs> which we all love. And that's where you'll meet God. Right you will meet in God in a real way. <laughs> if he's not present there, then he's not present anywhere. But I was sitting there, and I was sitting there for like about an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And there was this guy behind me, and he was talking about the second coming of God and like how, you know, he's talking a lot about Revelation. He was on the phone. Just, who knows who? <laughs> 
someone like, this who is a big conversation. Was really into <laughs> it. I was like, this is my entertainment. At least I can listen to something. Like, it's good content. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, saving that for the podcast. Yeah. But he actually, no, it was actually really interesting. I didn't think he'd go this way, but he's talking about his daughter and son, I think it was. And he was talking about how they just don't know the truth. I was like, that's really interesting because he was so passionate about it. Like, he was really loud. And I don't like loud talkers, especially in a place like that. Like, keep it to yourself. Oh, God, yes. But I was like, this is interesting because he, all he could say was, like, they don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, they've fallen away from the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, it's the truth to you. Right. right? They found their own truth. Like, mm. I, I don't know. He was talking about what his daughter was doing and it was... Nothing crazy, but, like, it's something that he didn't agree with or he didn't think Mm. was in line with his truth. Mm -hmm. I was like, that is crazy that we have to kind of fall into, like, what maybe our parents have thought is truth or what society says is truth. Yeah. And just kind of blatantly, blindly follow it. Yeah. Without kind of questioning it. But then, then, like, what is that? What's the universal truth? Like maybe he would say that's a universal truth. Yeah. He might. Oh, I'm sure. He would because yeah. he'd say, you know, like Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and mm-hmm. the life. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Yeah. There's, you know. But then I find it hard to find a truth like that, like a universal truth, because it's... It is. I don't know. You just... Well, and it's... It's messy. <laughs> it's messy. And the certainty of some things, I, you know, I... I remember clearly as like a teenager having a similar conversation like this, but on the other side of things, you know, mm-hmm. being a very conservative Christian girl who mm-hmm. kissed dating goodbye and oh, yes. was homeschooled and, mm-hmm. you know, all the things, all the things. Um, I remember having a conversation like this and my mom had said something about, People, you know, people get so wishy-washy. They don't want to say what's true and what's not true. Mm -hmm. And it's, they don't have any convictions. You know, there's no conviction Mm -hmm. there. And they're wishy-washy. And that is just, it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I look at how I feel now about many faith things and just many things about the world in general mm-hmm. and I don't find it wishy-washy to not speak with absolute certainty I actually find it pretty enlightened mm. and wise to recognize that humanity is so complex so why wouldn't faith be mm-hmm. equally complex there is nothing in this world that is one size fits all there's not a diet, there's not an exercise routine, there's not yeah. a communication style, there's not a psychology style, there's not a medic, um, medical field mm-hmm. that is one size fits all. Yeah. So why do we have this certainty that the truths that work for middle class white America in the 2000s is exactly what works for someone in East Asia 300 years ago. Why yeah. Why would we think that it is one size fits all? 
I don't find that to be wishy-washy. I find that to be enlightened, to be Mm -hmm. thinking outside of my bubble, my little box, Mm -hmm. and seeing the world for what it is, which is constantly changing. And for instance... As you're talking about this guy with his, you know, we just need to see the truth. Mm -hmm. You could probably also ask him a question like, would you say blue is for boys and pink is for girls? And he would say, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Of course it is. And then you could say, well, but a hundred years ago, it was literally the opposite. Wow. That was what was socially acceptable was, and it was a very firm society rule that, or societal rule that blue was for girls and pink was for boys. Wow. So that's confusing. Would you be uncomfortable if you were to see a young boy in a dress? Yes, Mm -hmm. boys don't wear dresses. Well, but Victorian era boys up until like the 1940s, they did wear dresses until yeah. they were older toddlers or young children, yeah. like four or five years old. They wore dresses, wow. frilly dresses. And that's mm-hmm. what was societal, like, that was accepted by society. Yeah. That is yeah, what you were wow. supposed to do. That was the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's that's the truth they knew. That's the truth they knew. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny when you start talking about it that way, like what we label the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, is it truth or is it just a societal construct yeah. that we're all adhering to? Which is fine. Yeah. It's nothing. That's okay. We stop at stop signs and mm-hmm. we drive the speed limit, sort of. <laughs> you know, we do, mm-hmm. we follow constructs every day. It's how we function within society. But... It doesn't mean that we have to label it as a universal truth yeah. or an ultimate truth. Yeah. It's okay to say, that might work for you and be mm-hmm. great, and it might not work for me. That's not wishy-washy. No. That's just people, and it's messy. Yeah. Well, I think you said it like exactly. Like I think we just stop right there because, I don't know, I just take it to kind of personally into like what I do, and I'm a personal trainer, and for me, if I were to, let's say, give the, give the same workout to everyone, mm. every body is different. Yeah. So it's actually more wise or more like I have more study maybe underneath my belt to actually be like, oh, this works for you. That works for you. It's different for everyone. Yes. Like I can't give the same thing to everyone. Exactly. And like if, if your body is like that, mm-hmm. how much more your spiritual faith oh. journey would be like that. Yeah. Like, you don't want cookie-cutter versions of mm-hmm. people. We don't want everyone to look physically the same. No, Why would they, we want you to spiritually act the same? And you couldn't. No, you po- you people couldn't just possibly. can't. No. Oh, that's okay. No, seriously. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting journey. And I mm-hmm. bucked against it a little bit um, because of that upbringing of like... Yeah. The wishy-washiness of it, the lack of conviction. I didn't want to be a person who came across as not having conviction, but it's it's funny. I always want to say it's so interesting. That's like my favorite phrase. But it's so <laughs> interesting, it or I find it interesting because it is interesting that I feel more conviction today. Mm-hmm. I feel certainty 
in the uncertainty. I feel like you don't lose that side of being a human. Mm -hmm. Like we all need patterns. We've evolved Mm -hmm. to see patterns in things, to want constructs and guidelines and, you know, uh, community, all of those things. If you want to be in community, you have to have some sort of structure. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it goes into chaos, right? I mean, people have written books about this. Like there's plenty of study around all of that. So we, it's normal to want some of those things, but to feel certain in the uncertainty, I think is Mm -hmm. like a much I was going to say a much safer space, but it's not. Mm. It's not safer, but it does allow, it's more open. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe that's, maybe that's some of the problem is <laughs> as humans who had to, you know, we seek, we seek shelter mm-hmm. where there's shelter and groups of people, we feel safe. Mm. But when you live a life where things are uncertain and you're okay in that you're living in an open space anything can just yeah. come in yeah yeah <laughs> and it might feel a bit uncomfortable it might feel a bit unsafe but there's something about having the space allowing god's mm-hmm. space in your life yep it might come in a form that you didn't expect cuz you don't have the walls built up yeah to keep you safe you don't have the structure in place to keep out things, which can, I think, keep God out. Yeah. You might look and find God in Buddhism. You might look and find God in Islam. Mm-hmm. You might find him in a place you didn't expect to find him. Maybe you're going to find him in molecular, molecular biology. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to find him in astronomy. Maybe you're going to find him in quantum physics. I don't know. That's where I find him. Yeah. That's where I see him. Yeah. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> Look at you, God. Except yeah. also, I'm like, look at you, evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But who's to say you're not yeah. going to find God in those places? Yeah, if you're open to it. If you're open to it, which mm-hmm. means letting go of a lot of things. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not it's for the weak. Definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not a weakness. I know. It takes I a even lot of was on the phone call with my mom last week. And oh, boy. And it, she's very much, you know, the hard truths. It's like, this is the truth. And oh, yeah. It's what I grew up with, the same truths. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. what she believes in. And I've come a long ways to be able to accept that. But I questioned her. I was like, so, mom, like, how do you know this is the truth? Mm. She was talking about some topic. I was like, how do you know that this, like, what you're reading is the truth? And she's like, well, I just know. <laughs> it's like, I don't, you can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you argue with that? I'm not going to beat her down. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I'm like, like maybe she do does. Know. Like, yeah. that's her truth and that's okay. Yeah. But it does take, I know I've, in the last couple of years, been way more open to so many things and mm-hmm. I start to question that because she would say that all the time growing up, but I never questioned it. No, of course not. No. Because I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's the truth. Yeah. And now I'm like, wait, but, but why? Why? <laughs> How? I haven't read about that. I, I don't, don't have a conviction on <laughs> How that. Do you know. Yeah. Yeah. But and then but also like that's what she believes and that's okay. Yeah. And she has something she can hold on to and yeah. have her truth and that's okay too. Absolutely. But that's not doesn't have to be for me. No. And I can be open to other things too. And that takes that takes a lot of maturity 
to not want to argue against a person and go, well, that's just not right. You're mm-hmm. just you're just wrong because mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. But to go, there's space for all of it here. Yeah. There's space there for is. all of it. Mm-hmm. And if that works for you, great. If it's making you a better person in terms of you feel happier, healthier, yeah. you're the things that are important to your core values, great. Yeah. Great. Then go for it. Keep doing that. But I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take that on because it's not part of my core yeah. values. It's not part of my faith journey. But I can still see the benefit for you. Yeah. Maybe you learn something from it. Maybe you just yeah. see it from afar and that's okay. Yeah. That's that's fine. As long as you don't force it on someone or yes. think that's, I don't know, you have to live a certain way. Yes. Then, yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. There's so much to unpack from this that we're not going to unpack tonight because we're tired. <laughs> it's a Monday night. It's Monday. We're tired. Working we girls. Work. Yes. And a mom and <sighs> all the things. We're, we're everything. We're everything. To all people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are. That's just being a woman. Oh, yeah. It's but true. this has made me think that we might need to do some episodes around some, I'm using quotations, air quotes, <laughs> biblical truths. Ooh. That could be pretty fun. That would be fun. Um, <laughs> yes, it would be That's fun. Good. I would love to do that. We can definitely dive into a few of those. Um, and I think that might help because it's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It's all part of just questioning, never, never really becoming cynical in the in the way that that word is used to sound negative, you know, like mm-hmm. never becoming cynical through our faith journey, but just observing, yeah. removing, looking at things and going, no, that's not, you know what? I was taught a certain way and that is just not actually what that means mm-hmm. or that's not its purpose or that is not useful to anybody. Yeah. And, um, we have so much to talk about around that. I know. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. I'm so <laughs> excited. Thank you for coming over. Of course. And having a tired chat I for the it. second time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's even better this time. It is. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I got like an enlightened moment. Yeah. Like I still feel like I, I don't know. There was some things that connected then mm-hmm. in that conversation that, feel right (laughs) all about those feelings uh okay so from here sav i still don't have a sign off (laughs) Hmm. that's going to become my sign off is i don't have a sign off yeah i don't have a podcast name i don't have a sign off no Hmm. i'm gonna have one by the time all of these episodes are finished because then I have to find a really good one just keep asking chat I'm gonna keep asking that AI because (laughs) it knows what's up yeah (laughs) it's the truth it knows it's the truth oh that's controversial it speaks the truth (laughs) (laughs) just kidding no do you think they're um on a side note I, I'm not even going to say, do you think? I'm going to say, how many preachers do you think have titled their message like <laughs> chat G-O-D? 
<laughs> wow. I hope a lot because that's funny. Oh, and I can I'm promise sure. you point number one is you can talk to God about anything and he'll give you the answers <laughs> yeah. you need. Yeah. You just got to ask wow. him the right way. You got to do the right things. <laughs> you got to live the right life. You have to f- fulfill all of these obligations. Yeah. And then maybe <laughs> he will give you exactly what you need. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, you take that somewhere. I could write that an entire. Message. I could write a whole message on it and then preach it with absolutely zero experience in this area. But that's fine because it's evangelicalism, and as long okay. as you can talk in front of people, you can preach. Yeah, people will be like, "Yep, Amen. you're qualified." I'm going to live my life by what you just said. I'm going to be afraid of Chat GPT. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> I need Chat GOD. <laughs> that's all I need in my life. Oh, wow. That's a great way to end this. So on that note, drink wine, Mm -hmm. find some faith, and (laughs) don't... (laughs) (laughs) So close. Next time. We'll find one. one. Okay, bye. bye!